Hello and welcome back to the Born Radio Gamescast. As always, I'm hi- I am your host, Ryan. I'm joined today by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Brett. Hello. Alex. Hi. And Wyatt. Hello. <laughs> Glad you had to follow that up. I, I'm not. I'm trying to be weird that time. I just stumbled. <laughs> I thought you were trying to go with a, a, a like swoop in the middle. You know, a nice little... No. <laughs> Cartoon villain voice or something. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, it's episode 130. We haven't done a regular formatted episode of the show in a while, so we're going to do a regular formatted episode because uh, we've had some kerfuffles this week Many in kerfuffles. the games industry. What I was about to, to say, the, we, uh, welcome to the 001 Radio Kerfuffle Hour. Yeah, we're we're about we're about to do a normally formatted episode, which unfortunately means we have to cover news. <laughs> yep, we got we got some kerfuffles to talk about, and then we're going to talk about hidden gems and games that we didn't think we'd like that we liked. Oh, so we'll we'll end with some positive after this yeah. stormy wave of nothing but bad <laughs> news. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's been that kind of week. All right, so let's get the big one out of the the way first. Uh, the biggest, I think. Not games industry, but games industry adjacent news right now is the Rooster Teeth got another person throwing a twit longer out about how awful yeah. they were to them at work, and it's really, really bad. Um, it's pretty condemning. <laughs> it is. This is like by far the worst thing I think I've read about Rooster Teeth, and it is awful. Like it's the sort yeah. of thing. Uh, we'll, we'll give an abbreviated version of this. What I read so um, far was. Crunch culture, I believe that's it gets fair, worse. Probably it gets much worse, in my opinion, at least, depending <laughs> yeah. on what issues you hold to be more important than others. But God, it's like insulting. <laughs> oh no, yeah, it, it's truly uh bad. This is all coming from Caden, who is a member of, of RT that I, at least by the time that Caden was part of the team, I was not watching RT anymore. It's been a long time. Uh, but yeah, there, there's been a number of issues. The quick fire gist of the like HR issues, not not even talking about the personal issues that we'll get to in a second, but the HR issues is vastly underpaying people, labeling jobs content creation because that means they they don't have to pay you separately for VO work oh, no. or video presence or other things that you weren't originally told you'd be doing. Uh, Glad this is not going to be a running theme for this episode, and we'll only be hearing about that once. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. Uh, that's a big one, and it's not like a small amount. It's like this person was making forty k in L A. You can't live in L A. on forty k. That's not livable. Like, no way. Even with roommates, that is unlivable. Uh, their job was saved because of COVID, meaning they went remote, and of course, their job at the time was working from seven a.m. to eleven p.m. editing videos on a position that they were told was going to be a, a like producer and podcast position where they have a little bit more creative control. Absolutely oh, untrue. Caden uh, was very much lied to and essentially ga- gaslit for multiple years. Not good. Uh, we don't have any names of who did this because obviously no witch hunting. Not a good thing to do. Uh, but the, this is pretty pointedly at the founders of the company and people yeah. around the founders. So, yeah, that's real bad. A, a good way to tell is Caden was called... A, I'm going to use a nickname that is now considered offensive just so people know that it is offensive. It's Fugs. Yes. 
that was the nickname that they were called constantly in videos. That was an abbreviation for a slur. So you can put two and two together in your head. Yeah. Uh, brain very, so you know what they're talking about. Very, very extremely or insulting. Or you can look up the Twitter word. and read Caden's words them yeah. yourself and and get a look at it. It is awful. It is patently awful. And in the storm of this, there have since been videos by Alana Pierce, uh, Ellie Main, who used to write for Rooster Teeth, have also sent big things out about how awful it was to work there and how even if they weren't having an awful time. Uh, Ellie Main's tweet was they went to uh, she went to HR and asked why she wasn't being paid as much as the guys doing the same job and was told sometimes you don't get paid what you're worth. Well, that's a valid Ooh. reason. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, hang on a second. Right. So, I'm not trying to avoid any of the horrible issues here. What what are you calling a t a twit longer? Twit longer is like you you a thing you link on Twitter to post longer things oh. when you have a rant. Yeah, yes. it, it's rant. When you hear someone I has a tweet longer, goes... it's either a rant or like a video game review or something. You know, <laughs> I, I, thank, I thank God every day I don't know many things about Twitter. Yeah, you have I... something that goes beyond the uh, character limit of Twitter, you make a tweet longer. Yeah, it's it's bad all around. And it's just, it really sucks. That's that's what this is. It It sucks big time. And it's especially because you can go back and watch videos that Caden was in and hear them refer to them by that nickname, and it's yeah. horrible. It's truly rough, uh, bad all around. I don't think there's a a broad thing on this. Rooster Teeth has since released a statement as of a few minutes ago, <laughs> and almost no one has taken it seriously. <laughs> okay, all the replies it, are like, "Whatever, it... shut up." I was gonna say, is it genuine? Are they getting ratioed, or is it cut, or is it a copy and place, uh, copy and paste? Oh, it reads very, thing. very businessy, uh, very like. So the like, worst response yeah, to do all around. It's a corporate response. It's, yeah, not that there really is like a good one, especially in the no, state that Rooster Teeth I, is in by now. This yes, is kind. In, this whole situation is pretty condemning in that in I don't general, really think there's a, a corporate there's response a way to come is back. never a good response for anything no. in any situation yeah. ever. I'm just saying that there's not really a, a way they could handle yeah. it better other I mean, than it, just not having done the horrible thing. At least they have a response. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I haven't read it. I don't really plan to read it because I don't think Doesn't there's a, a way that Rooster Teeth looks good in this. And yeah. Yeah, I think the people that are impressive in Rooster Teeth have all gone off to do their own things and be very impressive. This is also coming right after Matt Bragg, someone who has been consistently lauded as an extremely good member of the company, was moved to part-time against his will. Huh? Because they were going to fire him either way, and so at least oh. now he's still part-time and gets to make videos. I Ugh. Truly horrible. <laughs> Those are some uh, real, absolutely sickening business practices. Yeah. Yeah, I say it, practices because they've done because they've practiced them more than once. It's it's very strange. It's not a good list of things that have been happening. Uh, this is followed by some other news. If you want to read more about the Rooster Teeth stuff, I encourage you to look it up on yourself. There are videos by people who have worked at Rooster Teeth that will inform you a lot more than we will. But yeah, it's generally bad. Uh, moving on, G4 TV has been shut down. <laughs> What's G4 TV? So exactly. Such a loss. <laughs> G4 TV in the the like early to mid two thousands, maybe a little bit past that, like twenty tens. Uh, I never really watched the beginning 
G4, but I know a lot of people really liked it. It was a video game TV show where people talked about video games, that did reviews, did fun segments. Uh, old wow. G4 is still kind of entertaining if you go watch some episodes of it. It's, it's a fun show about older games. Good time. Big draw, at least for me, because I, I caught it whenever I could. You know, I never like watched it religiously or anything, but I think the draw for me and a lot of people was that I, I just liked Adam Sessler, and I liked yeah. hearing him talk about video games. Maybe not so much anymore, but... I, I used to. <laughs> he wasn't as jaded yet. <laughs> yeah. He had he uh wasn't yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh so G4 TV G4 TV got revived about a year and a half ago, I think, and has since been running on TV. Um there's been it some used. cool stuff with it. Yeah, there's some been some cool <laughs> stuff like Xavier Woods makes appearances consistently, which is fun for my uh our, the gamer wrestler. And shows up, but he's a he's a good bean. It's always fun to watch him. But aside from that, it, it's really kind of been pretty uneventful. And well, the whole thing was 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 kind of like uh, the whole thing was kind of a mess from the get go, just with how they launched everything. Yeah, it it didn't have an identity. It had very low production value, which is you'd think the benefit of being a TV show is you have higher production value. This could have been a YouTube show. <laughs> With yeah. very little changes. I know literally that Scott the Waz just like has his videos on G4 <laughs> with almost no changes. Like they are just almost the same videos. Like, oh, are you going to be making new content? And he came out and he's like, no, it's just I just got to deal with them to put my stuff on TV now. And you could you could for a while watch Scott the Waz videos <laughs> on your, your television screen on on I mean, cable, I guess. Quality, what, 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 no, they're good videos, but you could just watch them anytime, it, it, anywhere. Else. Sorry. What an era we live in. What an era. Because I don't think. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. We're, we're in our early twenties, most of us, and it is a point of like I don't think anyone in our generation watches TV. No, unless you're yeah. watching sports, you don't use the TV. Yeah, no, it's all streaming. Wow. All streaming. I I don't. I have used a TV like a couple of times this year. Every single time it has been to plug my Nintendo Switch into a dock to play games with people. <laughs> I mean, I have channels that that just kind of come free with the TV that I got. Oh yeah, I used a I used cable on an airplane to watch wrestling one time. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I walk past a TV that's on, there's some horrific news thing going on. So I it's just sort of turned me off. Yeah. Through it. So I think there's just a disconnect. The audience is not there for this. I think you could see a lot of success with a show like this, but you'd have to do it in a more modern platform. Um, so I hesitate to say Twitch, because I think Twitch, if you're not a already very well-known name, you're not going to break onto Twitch in a big way yeah. without some major strokes of luck or something. It, it's not a, a platform that is open anymore. But imagine, imagine Google buying them up for YouTube TV or something and doing like a YouTube deal for YouTube streaming, to get YouTube streaming more popular. That that could work, I think. I think there could be a legitimate push to that um, with the amount of issues people have had with Twitch recently, but I don't know. You're, you're I, putting a lot of trust into Google to do something video game oh, related. Oh, I am. Speaking, they did just kill issues, Stadia. So. They did. <laughs> speaking of issues with Twitch, are we also going to talk talk on the, the live event things that have been going on? <laughs> what live event things happened this time? <laughs> um... The well, not not live, but the the in person, the, the um, the Twitch. I code. did see that Amaranth broke her spine. Yes, yeah. literally Amaranth horrible. Too? Was it someone. Amaranth? It was someone. I don't know who it was. Some some 
some femoid jumped into the ball pit that was only, I think, a foot deep with a cement bottom. <laughs> and oh, no. Which, okay. Which it, was, it was Adriana Chechik. That's who it was. She's in that, in that circle of Amaranth-type streamer that I was like, all right. <laughs> I'll throw, throw that name out because that's the one person I, I know the name of. Um, but yeah, she broke her back and is likely going to have long-term injuries because oh, they put a foam pit with no foam, just concrete, and a couple of foam squares Not even the top. a pit, really. It was far apparently, too shallow. Yeah, it was floor level. She's not the only person to have sustained injuries from that like, Does not oh, someone, ball pit. Someone I think someone broke like, an ankle as well? Or... Something like that, yeah. Yeah. bonkers they didn't even do like a safety mat there was not no mat underneath like if you just oh, had yeah, a mat no. people wouldn't be breaking bones well, and even even beyond that they didn't they didn't shut down that whole yeah they like, didn't thing after this poor woman broke her back like Th that is gonna get them this lawsuit is gonna pay yeah. a lot of money oh yeah My... no... which she is going to need because this is like a lifelong oh, yeah. thing that more oh, yeah. surgeries are going to be needed she's already had two my 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 favorite part about this in a dark humor way is if you watch the video of it happening which like no no it's not like a mortal combat execution blood isn't everywhere it's just it's just oh you can kind of like see it happen and and it's 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 a little sickening but like if you listen to the commentator lady while it's happening yeah. it's like oh oh she lives in the pit now oh okay on to the next one it's just like i know you don't know what just happened <laughs> But that's gonna look really bad in about it's, like five minutes. <laughs> some dark humor that comes with hindsight. It's just like, oh my god! Like, there's no like, oh my god, are you okay? Literally, just trying no, to make jokes fine. about it. It's like, fine. God, it's so embarrassing. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, these. I, I think it's just really. This has been a week of very little care being put into things that need a lot of care, and that's a, a real bad thing. Um. Oof, very rough. Alright, we have more bad news to talk about. Yay! It doesn't end! It you know, I was, having a, I was having a good day. I was having a good fun day. And no, you I was weren't, like, oh, wait, oh wait, we have, a, we have a big news section to get through today. Never mind, we're just gonna catch it. We'll, we'll temper <laughs> the bad with one maybe good thing? I don't know. Uh, Konami has said the latest thing for Silent Hill is gonna be revealed next Wednesday. Or huh. this Wednesday, actually. It's so. that they're canceling the series. <laughs> I ah! my I have very expectations care for this. It's yeah, my expectations are below what the camera will show. Uh, Not because I don't like Silent Hill. I like Silent Hill very much, but oh, because yeah. Konami has negative. A, they don't even like it, have a reputation right now. They're just done. They nothing. literally don't. Yeah. I they. They they've regained like two percent of it with the the Suikoden stuff or whatever that's like cool it's not out yet so it could be like garbage ports or whatever nobody knows how they play yeah 20 uh, bucks it's either a pachinko machine or nft adjacent I well i i was i'm not convinced that it's no. not some sort of pachinko machine no yeah oh, my, no. my two predictions are that it will either be something pachinko or worthless mobile game uh related ah. i uh, absolutely or, believe this is a mobile game or it's just gonna be like some like literally like abandoned esque trailer that just shows nothing doesn't even tell you what it is it, it even after watching it you're not sure if it's a you're game you're not even sure if it's like a game or if it's or something else exactly 
some some black screen with like pyramid heads great knife dragging across the ground sound what if effect they for like five Silent Hill Dead by Daylight. <laughs> That's all it is. Again? Uh, Again? I know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It... Our expectations are through the roof, clearly. Absolutely. Well, I mean at Absolutely. least this announcement can't make the games industry worse. <laughs> Maybe it can make my opinion of Konami worse, but I don't, really don't... don't That's true. Don't jinx it. Please. <laughs> All right. Well, the the other bit of bad news we have is that some Bayonetta three drama has been going down. So a while back, Jennifer Hale was listed as the VA for Bayonetta in Bayonetta three, which is odd because Helena Taylor has been the VA for Bayonetta in the past two games. This sparked a ton of internet uh, sleuthing where people were like, "Oh, it's probably just because there's going to be like two Bayonettas in this game," which. To be clear, is not a thing that hasn't happened before in the other Bayonetta games. <laughs> so it's not that out of left field. Um, actually, it's because they only offered Helena Taylor $4,000 to ba- voice an entire game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds like theft. I knew it Ryan. wasn't much. I like didn't know the exact amount until. <laughs> and that was the second offer, the higher offer. Yeah. Their their uh, final really offer. First, they asked her less. <laughs> Which four thousand dollars for her? What I I understand is already like barely two months rent for her current li- current living situation. Which is like, man, that's a oh, that this it's would not be like one month of rent in a a like L A apartment. Oh yeah, that. yeah, maybe a little bit more, but n- not much at all. For a whole game, that is likely going to be a process of like redoing lines and whatnot afterwards, and even it's just even, a little indie game. It's okay; they don't have the money. Even for someone that makes thirteen fifty an hour throwing raw fish into a bowl, that's pretty. That's not great. That's not very. That's that's bad. <laughs> no. Yeah, it, it that's a, a rough number, and the, apparently the going rate of VA work this would be maybe twenty hours of VA work. Which comes out to about $200 an hour, which is not that crazy when you're paying for an actor. And this would not be a 20-hour job. This would be a no. full-time job for many weeks, most likely. Well, and and not even, like, let's not even mention the fact that, like, half of Bayonetta's appeal is that, is, like, that character. People fell in love with that character, right? Yes. So, like, she's a very, she's a very important part of the Bayonetta formula. Yeah. You know? It would yeah. be a bit like, it would be a bit like having... You know, Solid Snake and all of these like I knew I was Metal Gear for games, oh my and then and then God. just changing the voice actor last minute. It, it would be yeah. something crazy, like oh. And when when <laughs> when something like this does happen, it there's never like very very little opportunity for like reconciliation or whatever. Like from what I understand, David Hayter, Solid Snake, understandably is just like I still don't know why Kojima did that to me. But I don't like them, and it's been years since since MGS Five. It's like I the bridge has been burned. That's it's the, yeah, that's yeah. that's the biggest middle finger it's, you can receive as a voice actor for a well known character. Same, it's the same hubbub for all of these modern warfare remakes, right? Like they didn't get the original voice actors for uh, Soap or Price or anyone. They also didn't get the original voice actors for Woods and uh, oh my God, what and uh, Mason for Cold War and stuff like that. Like I don't I don't know why. This is a trend now, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> a lot of the yeah. time, too, with like with bigger 
voice actors that are like like the 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 English cast for for the original Evangelion dub or whatever. They they're in other things. The people that voice the COD characters are in other things. You know, Bayonetta's voice actress, I don't actually think does anything else besides Bayonetta. Uh, same David Hayter, he's done other things, but he's just mostly like the thing that they're known for. They're not like the yeah. Troy Bakers or the Steve Blims that are in like everything. Like sometimes his voice actors are just like, that's their thing. I and mean, then like, you know, it's all Nolan North. Yeah, Kojima just decides to you know be a be a, a a star screwer and get someone else. And when Netflix decides to redub the entirety of Evangelion without asking the whole original English cast, it's just like why why do this? It's just weird. And you would imagine, uh, Hideki uh, Kamiya, Mister Mister Platinum Man himself. People have gone to him on Twitter to just ask why, and he blocked so many people so quickly that Twitter auto-flagged his account as a bot. And suspended him. They suspended <laughs> yes. him, and he has since deleted God. his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Which, this oh. is no I, this is no surprise for his character. It used to be the oh, haha funny yeah. joke that he would literally uh, block people for asking oh. him something in English, uh, which is a lot <laughs> less funny by now, because now yeah. it's just another thing on the list of things that make well, him look like an asshole. Well, it used to be a funny thing, because people would make jokes about, like, speedrunning getting blocked by Kami on Twitter, yeah, or something yeah. like that, <laughs> where it was treated as a joke, and Kamiya would, like, cooperate with people doing, like, YouTube videos, and, and he'd be like, oh yeah, I'll unblock you so you can get blocked again. <laughs> video or something. So, funny. Oh it, it, it was funny before, now it's not so funny. <laughs> yeah. Because... He's now just banning anyone who, blocking anyone who asks him about the situation. Which, you know, maybe a comment a on, on this would be a good thing to do, because... Well, I think blocking itself is a comment. Yeah, well, his comment originally was that there was some, some sort of lie in this video. We have no indication if that's true at all, and I'm, I'm inclined to not side with Camille <laughs> on this. Blocking yeah. makes me doubt it. If you're going to rebuttal things like this, you, you gotta have the receipts. You gotta have That's the proof. And if you if you walk up, if someone accuses you of something and you walk up and you've got no ammunition, you got nothing to work with, who's gonna believe you? Yeah, you and know? Helen and Taylor Taylor as of now basically only voices Bayonetta. Uh she did some other stuff in the past. She did a Valkyrie profile character and a character in the Golden Compass video game. Okay. But hasn't done a lot of other video game voice acting. Uh, Illustrious. <laughs> yeah, so this is just a weird situation, and the the big thing is it's not about the money because Jennifer really Hale is a unionized voice actor. She is making a lot more than four thousand dollars, almost guaranteed. The only way I could possibly see her not making that much money is in some situation where she already has enough and is just like, oh, this would be a fun role to do when she saw the the offer. But that makes very little sense, uh, especially because it's a character that already had a voice actress, and so you'd think there might have been some communication of like, hey, is there something weird going on here? Um, yeah, lots of weird stuff in the situation that no one quite knows. I don't think Jennifer Hale's a bad VA. I, I think she's quite oh. good. But she's not Bayonetta. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah. So, yeah, worth, this worth is a pointing crazy out, situation. Worth pointing out also that double this this isn't about the money, because I at least with the amount of evidence we have right now i don't see what uh helena taylor would be getting out of this at all because in her little video that she made she was like hey literally just take the money 
you would be spending on Bayonetta three and just donate it to charity because they I they 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 did they did a bad and they don't deserve it. Don't don't donate it to me because I'm so selfish. Donate it to charity. So yeah, that I don't I'm know, sure that, she that, doesn't need it because she doesn't do oh, yeah. VA work for her main job, from what I can tell, because she's only voiced like three games in the past ten years. So I assume she has has another job that she primarily does. Um, it's just it's crazy to me because in these situations, like ideal, well, not ideally, but like in these situations, it's like it's usually should be the studio being like, "Oh, please come back and voice this character that you are known for voicing and that everyone for this character that everyone loves." Like it should be the studio that's clamoring for yeah for the the voice act, not the other way it around. Should be. It's just it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's very crazy to me that this has escalated to this point. Uh, I think the the Metal Gear comparison is really the closest thing to what this probably is. But in Metal Gear, at least it felt a bit more like a creative choice because it had been so long between the two games. They were doing a very different version of the character. So I can at least like kind of justify the creative decision, even if I don't like it. Like, I don't have to like it to see the logic there. This I just don't get. Yeah, there's <laughs> I don't nothing. understand... I, I don't know why they would want Jennifer Hale over Helena Taylor if there was some logistical reason that it was just not possible. Because in any scenario like that, the professional thing to do would have just been, hey, we can't work on this together because of some whatever X reason is. We we really like your work, but we, we just have to go with someone else for this, which I think Helena Taylor would have, would have been fine with. Just a proper professional, like, a professional treatment of the situation. Of, yeah. <laughs> Not basically getting her to refuse the job by offering her far below market rates for anything like that. So, really, truly confusing thing to have happened, and I'm I'm very sad. Why? Because Band of the Three is a game I'm very much looking forward to. So, whew. there have since been calls for Platinum to delay the game and revoice Bayonetta's lines with Helen Taylor. Which, man, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> if only. I don't know but how likely that happen. is. <laughs> no, <it's not> gonna... <laughs> no way. Um, and I also would feel bad for Jennifer Hale, because also Jennifer Hale yeah. is just getting bad shafted in this situation, too, because mm-hmm. she presumably didn't know about most of this whenever she signed her contract a year ago, because none of this information was public. So all she probably got was, oh, we're not going with Helena for this role, so you, we, we'll ask you to do it. But like you said, and a job she's, is a job. She's, a, she's an experienced, like, talented uh, voice actor. Like, she's probably going to do a good job. It's just not, you no. know, it's just not the, the pick that people are used to. And, and that's not her fault. It's just that's the way things are, unfortunately. Yeah. That, that's really the, the thing that gets me. Um. I, it just is bizarre. I, th- I think they just have really made a bad decision here compared to any other decision they could have made. All right. That's the, the bad news this week, unless it's something I'm forgetting about. I, this this uh, isn't bad news, but Wyatt, do you have more foam panels on your wall than usual? No. No. They might just, I think they got moved around huh. a couple weeks ago. No, no, I, they haven't been moved around at all. I haven't touched them in like a couple. Well, months. you moved them a while back, but then you were not on the podcast for a while, so we, we haven't That's seen true. them in the new orientation for very That's long. True. Do we want to talk about the other kerfuffle, the frame rate kerfuffle? 
Yeah. Oh, we should mention that that is yes, primary kerfuffle. Absolutely. Further kerfuffling has been. That is why I ask because I I will inevitably forget something even though they're on a list in front of me. <laughs> it's all good. Um, do you want do you want to take the reins or or do you want me to go for it, Wyatt? You you had, you right. had the, the trigger. You got the neon lights. It's fitting. All right. <laughs> 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 well, um, Arkham. What's it, no? What's it called? Gotham Knights. <laughs> See, even funny, we get funny, confused. Funny, not this. Batman. A, a game that everyone is looking forward to, and there is no um, uh, apprehension about uh, whatsoever. Never. Um, Certainly, no absolutely... bad feelings already with you know pre-order bonuses. No, no, and like it are... totally is not completely confusing on whether it's part of another series or not. It, it isn't living in another series shadow. Anyway. This game is coming out relatively soon. I don't remember the release date off the top of my head. Uh, end of this month. End of this month. And we recently learned that uh, on consoles, the game is getting a 30 frame per second cap on all platforms. Uh, no performance asked, mode? No performance mode. No other graphical modes whatsoever. Just 30 frames per second. Even on PS5 and Xbox Series, X, S, whatever. 30 frames per second. When it asked why this was, their reasoning was that they wanted the frame rate to remain consistent among all console platforms uh, when in multiplayer, which is by far the stupidest reason I have ever heard mm -hmm. for a company giving an excuse that their game needs to be in 30 frames per second. I, and there have been some bad ones in the past. This, I this mean, I mean there, there's the classic... Yeah. Uh, here, I'll read the statement out so, so that we have a direct quote to work off of. I feel like that's a lie already. <laughs> so a, a, developer, <laughs> a developer wrote uh, in the, the official Discord, uh, this is one of the ex executive producers of Gotham Knights, I know many of you are wondering about the availability of a performance mode for Gotham Knights on consoles. Due to the type of features we have in our game, like providing a fully untethered co-op experience in our highly detailed open world, it's not as straightforward as lowering the resolution and getting a higher FPS. For this reason, our game does not have a performance quality toggle option and will run at 30 FPS on consoles. I don't understand this. Nope. I How... Think... <laughs> How absolutely borked must your engine be that Elden freaking Ring can have multiplayer co-op across like every every like just console and PC whatever generation or whatever and still just not have this problem and from software's engines are notoriously just absolute just angel hair pasta it's just insane how is your engine worse I don't understand. I don't Listen, if are you saying that they boil the server wires in hot water or that they're messy? Yes. If Cyberpunk 2077 can run at above 30 frames per second on PS5. You can get Gotham Knights to do it. There is no excuse. <laughs> there is no excuse. <laughs> even, dude, even when Cyberpunk first launched in the, in the terrible, awful crap no state that it was state. if you played a ps4 version on a ps5 you got like in the range of 60 frames per second yeah. even at, in its terrible launch state cyberpunk still ran better than your game that, and that comes i think out the better comparison here later. is arkham knight look at screenshots of the two games and video of the two games side by side arkham knight often looks better yes and runs better 
So mm-hmm. it's incredibly confusing to me why there's no improvement here. And I think the logic that this statement says to me is that it, this is not about performance concerns, even though it probably is. There's probably some performance reason this isn't happening. Because on PC, within, you can play it on 60. So Even within that post, he made it seem like it was kind of a, a performance thing, though, to be honest. Well, he said it's, like, it's, it's not as it. simple as lowering res- resolution, so we don't have a performance toggle option. So the way that I read this is this is probably language hinting to the fact that some backend thing they have needs to be running at a consistent frame rate to get information displayed correctly. We I ran into know... this problem where if, um, if you go up to 60 frames per second, our anti-cheat automatically flags you. <laughs> this is the same as me. So Destiny 2 also has a problem like this that's been mostly resolved, but there's a couple oh, yeah. small issues still happening of it where if your frame rate is above 60 and certain mechanics hit you, you take more damage. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. It's, it's not Dark many Souls things. 2 weapons. There's a small uh, number of things yep. that do this, but they are things that will just insta-kill you if you get hit that are not supposed to, which is what? really bad, but at least they've fixed a few of them and are hopefully going to fix the rest. This is and a launching that... game with 30 frame rate lock on modern consoles, and I think there have only been like a two other games maybe that have had 30 FPS locks on next gen and what's happening like what this tells me is that in like code speak they're tying a lot of their code to frame rate or at least they're they're updating every frame which you only want to do for very specific things yeah. nine times out of ten you do not want your code locked to frame rate yeah, you only ever want to... that to be for like graphical related things Nothing so does because this... then you have to lock it because then you have to lock it to your frame rate and you can't have a go you can't have a go above or below so or does... your entire code stops working properly. does this hint at a mechanic in the game that they haven't talked about or a problem because well, any logic like that that i think about then gets broken as soon as i think about the pc version has 60 fps yeah so what i think this has to be is they need something to run at a locked frame rate that is either 30 or 60 to get this to happen i don't know maybe that'll get broken maybe the pc version is unlocked and can run as high as you want and for some reason this is only a console limitation at which point it is 100 percent a performance thing so, yeah, I, I'm not certain what's going on here. I think this is just very strange and doesn't make any sense. Uh, it launches, uh, I, like, another co-op mode coming next month and whatnot, but this is really confusing to me. This is a sad thing that I don't fully get, especially because the co-op's only two-player, so... Oh, really? Ideally, there would be less moving components to have to deal with. There's a four-player also... co-op mode coming, but the two-player mode is what it's launching with. And you know, you also love it means when that, you see games shipping unfinished. This also means that it's going to be affecting people who don't want to do co-op and just want to play the game yeah. on their own. If it's for multiplayer reasons, Which those tons people, of people are also being are, Even if it's not related at all, not the same developers to the old Arkham games, the people that like the old Arkham games are going to want to get this game. Like They're the people mm-hmm. that are your audience for this. And so it not having things that those games had and not having... I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of things with this game that are rubbing me the wrong way. There's stuff like it doesn't have a counter button. I don't like that. That's what? like the thing that Arkham games did. This is the whole that this is the Batman in video game form thing. If you're the one franchise that should always have a counter button now is Batman. <laughs> and yet but we don't moving, have it. Yeah, but Ryan, but moving Ryan, this is Batman in Arkham. 
but but Ryan, this isn't Batman Arkham, so they can't do the exact same thing. Well, then They're I'll happily play of... Suicide Squad. No, 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 no. Ryan, Ryan. That's... Ryan, you don't understand. They're going to get, they have to make it different from Arkham, which means they're going to take out all of the things that made Arkham good and then, and then just push the game out. And then, and then it's its own thing. I'm, I'm so confused about this cool. game too, because I do think this game will likely actually be a fun time with a co-op partner or something for, for anything a good is. amount of time. But I'm not convinced. As soon as I think about that, I'm like, well, we could just go play like a, a better co-op game. Hell, yeah. I'll just play It Takes Two again. <laughs> Listen, I Dark am Tide. So confused why this exists. Dark Tide comes out at the end of next month. That's probably going to be a better co-op experience with your buddies, even though that's a very different game. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, yeah. crazy times. All right. Well, that's the news. We've talked about the news that is at least pressing for this week. If we missed anything, we'll mention it next time. Oh, exhausted after all the bad. So let's talk about some some games that maybe were good. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe we're good. <laughs> oh, some some fun fun little gems that you found, or some games you didn't think you would like. Uh, and I'm actually gonna kickstart us while you guys have some time to think with a game that Wyatt and I started today. Because Wyatt, I bounced off of Resident Evil Two. I'm looking at the times that I've launched this game six times. I've played the opening of this game six times and never gone past that. For some wow, where reason, would you always stop? I don't know where, why. Where where would you always stop? I would always stop like twenty minutes after getting into the police station. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Every time, without Maybe just fail. other games were coming out. Like no, I actually I do know the reason. The reason consistently was the save system. Because you had to come back to the the ribbon thing and and do your little typing. And Resident Evil has a bit of a, a habit of not necessarily letting you save when you want to, which I understand in a horror context, but when it's on PC and not a console that I can put in sleep mode, it becomes aggravating because if I need to use the computer for something else, I now have to play the game until I find a save or I have to accept that I'm losing progress. And the thing that fixed it for me is actually Resident Evil 2 crashed about 30 minutes after you got off the call, Wyatt. And then I rebooted the game... And it had auto saved without telling me. <laughs> wow! It does <laughs> that. It auto saves, oh. and I, you probably never know if it doesn't crash. Uh, but it auto saved, and I didn't lose any progress. And I was like, <laughs> "Magical! Oh, Absolutely no. magical!" All the stress wow. then of the, the losing a bunch of progress through the save system is gone. I'm like, okay, if I lose progress, wow. it's probably only going to be a few minutes at a time. Because it clearly autosaved after I interacted with a thing, so I'm good. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I've been having a good time with it this time. It's a, I... a franchise that I've played Zero a bit. Never finished it. I played one through, but mostly due to sheer force of will. <laughs> rather than yeah. actually enjoying it um, yeah. mostly be not due to any issue of the game but just because even the remake for that game is very old it's pretty so demanding mechanically it, it is demanding and that one has the same save issue but it doesn't auto save and is far worse and you have a consumable item you need to use to save which that combination of things oh. makes it really hard to play on a computer when you need to use the computer for something else at random times so 
uh, one was very frustrating to play through. Uh, two, not having that issue. Mm-hmm. The inventory management is finicky. I like, kind of like that it's finicky. The system that I tend to hate in games, I don't like it in most games that it's in. I'm not a fan of it in stuff like RPGs. But in a horror context, I, I think I get it. I think I understand what it's supposed to do. And Wyatt and I were talking earlier and mentioned stuff like, well, what if they didn't include your weapons or didn't include your key items in this? And I honestly think that wouldn't fix any problems. I, I think what I've come to after playing it for this long now, because I am now much further in the game. <laughs> I've played it the whole day. Uh, I think I'm uh, probably about an hour away from finishing Leon's story. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think it's very good. I think the inventory system combining the fact that you need to have weapons stored in it and your key items and all of your consumables and your ammo and all of this other stuff, I think it means you're really actively making decisions about what you need to carry with you. And it gets really tense because you will fill up your inventory and then the next room you go into will have a storage chest. Oh, and you get the welcome, perfect peak welcome of, to of survival design horror, because right? they, know exactly, <clears throat> they know exactly what is in between you and the other thing. Like, There's not ever any more items unless there are, I think, express cases where if you run out of ammo by a boss fight, more ammo will spawn around the boss fight so you aren't ever Makes locked. Sense. Um, out of it. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I was told earlier, because I did look it up after I like got through a boss, and I was like, what happens if you don't have any ammo here? Um, and right. it, the answer I found was that generally they have ammo that you can find if you need it at certain places. But, yeah, I, I found it to work really well for the whole game. I wonder how it's going to work on the second playthrough, because this is one of those games you play twice. So I'm not certain. I, I don't know if I'm going to be as attached to it after I've kind of seen the, the loop through once. But it, I get it. It works very much on like, on like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I have to figure these things out. But as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as you know where this item is to do this puzzle, where this item is to do this yeah. puzzle, I feel like it's a lot less fun and you'd just be running from point to point. If you ever um, just want to see the story and you really just don't want to interact with it, I think that's when it's going to frustrate you to no end. Hmm. But there's an um, assisted mode for that. Yeah, there's an assisted mode oh. for that that makes it a little easier. The other thing is, don't shoot the zombies. 90% of the time. Only shoot them when you need to get yes. past them. Yeah, that's that's yeah. where I'm... <clears throat> that's not if the you shoot the zombie, fall, they're gonna get fault. back up. They're gonna get back up the next time you go in the room, unless you got lucky and their head exploded. But if it, their head didn't explode, they will get back up and they will try to kill you again. <laughs> so, you better hope that you have enough ammo to deal with it, or you know how to juke them enough that they fall to the ground behind you and you can run past them. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of really satisfying uh, moments that I had. Like I, it's always satisfying to like open up a new loop back to like the main hall yeah. so that it's easier to go places. There was, there was a moment where I ran into the first liquor in the whole game. I took one look at it and I was like, Nope. And I just walked out. <laughs> and I, I didn't want to deal with it. And then like maybe 20, 25 minutes or so later, I found the shotgun. I found a bunch of ammo for the shotgun and I was like, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> so I walked back in, you know, two or three shots and the thing was down and I was like, all right, that felt pretty good. Yeah. I, I that felt pretty good. <laughs> it's definitely a game of, of getting to terms with its systems. Uh, but once you get stuff like the shotgun and you know when you need to use it, stuff like, oh, the dogs will die in one shotgun hit and they're worth clearing out because they're going to be a nuisance every time you run through an area. The regular zombies, there's too many of them. They can come back through the windows. You can maybe mitigate it with the boards, but you don't have enough to cover everything. So might as well just continue to run past them and not deal with them if you don't have to. Um, 
And it means you get some cool times going forth, and sometimes they don't work, like Alex saw me doing earlier, and you have to shove a grenade in the zombie's mouth repeatedly, so they stop bothering you. <laughs> sometimes a, that's your, a funny, your good back. There was a funny moment where I was I was uh, running around in an office building, or in an office room, and there were two zombies that were both chasing me, and I was out of ammo, and I was clambering for ammo. I was like, I need something. And then I pick up like a little wheel, and I was like, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to hmm. just run out. but I can't use this to hit people with. Oh, the, boy. The, the scares are really good, too, because they, they're always keeping you on edge. Because you can, you can walk by something three or four times and nothing happens. And so your your uh, your guard lowers a lot in that oh, area, no. and then you pass by it the fifth time, and something happens. Something oh, changes. Come it's, on. And it's terrifying. Like I remember, I walked into this room. It's where the uh, C four is to get to the last uh, statue, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and there's there's like a there's like a pair of arms that are dangling out of out of the uh, ceiling above you. Uh, but you walk by, yep. and nothing happens, and you're like, all right, whatever. And then you walk by it again, and then it slides down, so the whole like top half of his body is is like oh. out of the ceiling. And I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, that's the guy or the, the poor guy stuffed in the locker. It's just like oh, a dead no. body, but it shambles out. And it looks like it's about to attack you. And then it just falls on the, on the ground. And, you know, I actually I even wasted a shot reflexively. Oh. So I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think, the strength of the game. Sometimes you will do that because I've certainly done that multiple times of like something just copiers in front of me and I re reflexively take aim and shoot it and then I'm like, oh no, I've just wasted a bullet on something that either isn't alive or I can't kill. So <laughs> might as well oh, go a no. different direction. Um, which I think is the strength of that. It, I kind of understand the survival horror appeal now because it's, it's something I never really enjoyed before. Um, outside of maybe my very, very small child experience of Silent Hill. And even that, the Silent Hill yeah. games are extremely light on the They're They're not uh, nearly as, as, I think, dark on it as Resi is. Yeah. And so. this does have, because you and I have talked about survival horror before. We like more like action horror, right? But like this Dead allows space. you, yeah, exactly. Uh, Dead Space beautiful um but like this does allow you to fight back like i think back to like you do have like isolation. proper boss fights in this i don't know if you've hit one yet but you have like a proper boss nope. fight against not, monsters I'm, that have glowy wing spots <laughs> that, oh, that run at you and you have to serve your ammo for those and those feel cool i'm, I'm down for that <laughs> to have some like cool boss fighty things and a lot of people have already talked about this but oh my god the game is so pretty it's, it's like I was I was looking, yeah. swooning Gorgeous. over the first five minutes. That burger is the best <laughs> video game burger I've ever seen. Uh, the award so for good. best video game burger goes to. It was so good, in fact. I hadn't eaten anything today oh, like, no. before I started playing. It was so good, in fact, that I then ordered a burger right after that scene because I was oh like, my God. I want me a Gotta gross, gotcha. greasy, disgusting burger that will taste delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That tastes even half as good as that burger looks, and we'll be good. It's it's one of those things that's like okay, that's why RE Engine exists. That's that is, yeah. and I'm sure if you so well, Brett. Yeah, so if, well. If you were to make like some other genre of game in it, I'm sure things would start to fall apart, Frostbite style. But that's why you make proprietary engines. That's why there's yeah. the. Because if you the, know what you're going to be doing with it, then you can nail things down exactly, in the proprietary engine yeah. in a way that you just can't with a 
an engine like Unity or Unreal because yeah. you have access to the source code. You can change things that need to change and tune them exactly to how you want them to be, which is why like there will always be developers that use proprietary engines because yeah. it's expensive, it's time-consuming, but it does pay off if you get it right. Once your game hits a certain scale where you're like, oh, we need to add random things now <laughs> that aren't yeah. based off of any existing mechanic, we can't easily do something in our data structures that allow for this, we have to like make a new thing, that's maybe when you want to look into something like Unreal, where you can use plugins and things that might be able to make that process easier. Um, I think that's like the cyberpunk scenario. Is yeah. That engine kind of works now, but... <laughs> in Unreal, like Unreal, you could get to that point pretty easily and then continue to add on to it without breaking the game every time something gets added, which I think is Custom, the big benefit. <laughs> Custom engines, I feel like, are best utilized when you have a very specific vision. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and Resident Evil definitely fits that that bill, and it's what that engine was made for, and damn it, it does it well. <laughs> yeah, there are when you... instances of other engines succeed and like this like i know um the decima engine that was mm -hmm. used by horizon and is also used by i believe death stranding is in the same engine yeah. very different games so. them using the same engine makes sense because they they both have the they run very well and they look very pretty they're so both that's strand your, your type concern <laughs> yeah it's horizon zero strand obviously <laughs> what were you saying bro oh I, I was gonna say it's when you get to uh you know kind of multi dev team sizes like like e e for ea it would make sense if frostbite was actually like a unity-esque thing of cap like being capable of doing different things yeah. but it's really it's really not uh the battlefield linear, engine it's yeah it's it's the battlefield specific engine it works really well for that pretty much any time it's used to do something else it kind of works like garbage mm -hmm. uh that that's when you're when you're in like a very multi-team very diverse setting like that that's especially when uh like something like unity or unreal because I, I don't want people to think that we're, we're 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 crapping on on those uh those nice uh user-friendly ready ready-made engines because they, they just have a different place yeah yeah they work very well for what they're they're good for which is most things legitimately yes. but if you have a specific need a specific use case Go with your own thing makes sense, uh, especially if you're not indie. I think for an indie developer, oh, that yeah. is maybe a big ask because it takes a lot of dev time. You need people that are solely working on the engine all the time to have your own engine. But for for AAA, I think certainly it makes sense. The studios are still going to have their own engines because we don't want every game to feel the same. Yep. All right. That is important. Who else has a either a hidden gem or a game that you didn't think you would like that you wound up liking or a mechanic you didn't think you'd like that you wound up so... liking? My mine is touching a little. It's not touching a little bit. It's talking about the Game Pass game. That's fine. That I that's picked. totally fine. All right, um, because I picked this month's Game Pass game thingy, uh, almost positive that I wouldn't like it, either because, uh, yeah, I felt like I had absolutely no rhythm and sucked at rhythm. And you picked beforehand. Metal Hellsinger for yeah. Reference. I picked Metal Hellsinger. And also, I wasn't a big fan of metal music, or as or as as you said, I called it. What what was one of the ways that I described it? Screamo. He called it screamo, screamo. like an like an eighty year old. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, young Gen Z Brett. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh dear God, that game is fantastic. 
It's so good. <laughs> it's so it's rhythm heaven for adults. It's it's magnificent. Rhythm heaven for adults. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, rhythm it's so good. For grown-ups who like vinyl because the, the entire menu is themed around records, which is great. Yeah. And it's all like the the band Two Feathers, I think, did the music for them. I will say the what music the definitely <laughs> they do have uh, musicians from all sorts of different bands. They had a, they did like a thing where they talked about all the different bands that were participating in it. Yeah. Um. The, I I will say the music definitely it it's better. It feels better to play alongside the music than to just listen to it. It it hits different that way. That's always more satisfying. That's why. I mean, you you fellow fellow instrument player. That's why playing yep. along with music is very fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good! And it, I'm it, excited. It so easily get gets you it gets you into the beat of it. There there are some there. There's one level, and I think it's the it it goes the game goes pretty fast too. It doesn't like overstay its welcome or anything. Yeah. Like it doesn't try things too hard. Um. There's there's one level, and I think it's either one or two before the boss, where I don't know if it, I was just having like an off day, or the BPM for the level is slightly different than something in any of the other levels. I I could not I could not hit anything on beat for like seventy five percent of the level, and it was hell. You got it. Other times, they're, they're clearly designed yeah. to replay. So yeah. that you I, learn it. Oh, I've been replaying levels to the point where it's just like, oh, okay. I thought, you know, first time through, it's like maybe, maybe I got lucky and had like, uh, sixteen percent. I was or sixteen or seventeen percent of the the time that I was in the level, I was on the the sixteen x multiplier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten it so that I am above seventy in all of them. Nice. It's they're so fun and easy to replay too because the levels aren't too long and it's it's that 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 flow is addictive in in a very fun way i haven't uh i I played i played the demo but i haven't gotten to the full game yet i just haven't had time recently but those dual pistols are it's so much fun (laughs) that and the sword is my favorite weapon to switch between oh so good I, and it's, I didn't and it's want to use anything with the, else. With the with the 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 twin or the clone for the pistols, very very ridiculously handy in boss fights for drawing fire and oh, dealing yeah. extra damage. I didn't want to use anything else in the demo. Like I usually always like using shotguns in these kind of games, but like mm, those dual pistols really the shot, they, the they, shot fun, they do something to me. <laughs> the shotgun feels great. Cro- cro- the the crossbow's fine. Those dual pistols. Yeah, everything feels good. It just. It doesn't feel as good as the pistol. <laughs> yeah, I really like the shotgun. The shotgun, I think, is my go-to. It's very good. Uh, I, I we'll we'll talk more about the skull once like, we get to the tutorial. Oh, the skull is just for keeping your combo up. That's why that exists. Okay, I thought like it, it gets some, you I saw the something combo points that, out of combat. I saw something else that the skull also like apparently like weakened or debuffed enemies. Maybe I don't know I have how no idea. accurate. That I haven't is. seen that so far, but. Uh, and can confirm the music in that game, uh, Metal Hellsinger, is all composed by Two Feathers, but featuring composed guest by, vocalists okay. from a variety of metal bands, including System of a Down, Lamb of God, Black Crown Initiate, and a bunch of others. Very, I've heard exactly. Fun. I've heard of exactly one of those bands. Before. Yeah, that's why I've I said heard System of none of them. I know everyone knows. Which is System probably, of a Down. I, I, have, you know. I have heard System of a Down before. I have not heard a lot of their music, but I have heard of 
<laughs> yeah. Very popular vocalists. Uh, all yeah. right. Who else has got something? I, uh, you know, I, I hate to admit it. Uh, Mom and Dad, I know this is going to be difficult for you guys to hear. Uh, I played a MOBA, and I'm so sorry. Uh, there was a... There was a beta that one of my friends, uh, that that Wrestle Ryan, uh, was like, "I need people to play this with me, and you are my friend." <laughs> and so <laughs> there's, uh, he he sent me a code, uh, for a closed beta that I think, uh, it, well, I mean, yeah, it's ended today, so it'll be it'll be uh-huh. over by the time that uh this gets shown. But you can still oh, show your support for it because it was pretty good. It was called Evercore. Uh, by I believe some. Heard that title. That's, that sounds familiar. Northern European zone. Uh, judging by the fact that there were accents that I could not quite place because I'm stupid. But uh, it is a PvPVE MOBA that is well, not even like PvPVE. It's like you know how ninety uh, percent of Gambit is you just you kill the things fast enough yeah. and then every so often someone goes through a portal and like the God, I wish it was only stops. 90%. I wish it was 90%. Well, <laughs> guess what? It can be 100% in Evercore because Evercore is literally just the competition between four teams of who can get a raid done the fastest. That and sounds I might like try this game best. now, Brett. Yeah. It's, kinda, I, is this I, a MOBA? You... Are you sure it's a MOBA? It looks like a MOBA. Yes. I'm looking at images yeah. of it. It certainly looks like it. I, I've seen League of Legends before. I know what I've done. Damn it, I know what a MOBA is. You look like I know what a MOBA is. I just want a picture um, of a gotcha <laughs> leaguer. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've, I, full disclosure, I came out of it with literally no knowledge of what the hell was going on because I I have to admit, the worst part about the game, the UI is terrible in combat, but they probably already know that because it is very easy to see. But it's just that, that like, mode of do PvE thing better than everyone else is just awesome because you literally just, like, you just have to follow your friends around and help and then you win because other people are probably in teams made up of randos that have no idea what each other are doing. And yeah, but you just have one guy commanding the three other people like they're his little peons. And then what do you know? The the pyramids get built. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Really cool. Yeah, I, I would. And I would really ask the question: uh, Is the game PVE or PvP? PvP? They responded: It's competitive PVE. So you don't interact with the enemy team. I like team, that. I like you, that. You use That's strategy should be. to create like obstacles for the other team or advantage yeah. your own team. Sounds cool. It's it's very interesting because you can... Uh, everyone is playing on the same map, like the same objectives. Everything is the same. Uh, there's like like certain placements of things are, are different between round to round. Mm-hmm. So think. are there different... Are they on different planes or is it like they are, so that you cannot interact person to person with the other team they are on different like layers of reality yeah. and that you can yeah. see different little little puff balls that are them moving around so you can see where like what the other team is doing Ooh, and try to like plan around that. that 
So you That's could fun. see, oh, they're 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 going to to do the the boss fight right now, but they didn't do the debuff thing, so it's going to take them a while. Uh, we're we're a little bit ahead. Let's go run over and do the the XP boost thing because we're going to be able to do that in time or whatever. And then uh, to kind of mirror the your like home base being attacked or whatever, uh, they like a team doing something will start like the. Uh, AI enemies will start wave attacking your home base thing, so you still have to like defend that and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's still your your DPS, your tanks, your healers, all that sort of things. And uh, I I was like, at least for me, with again like no MOBA experience at all, uh, I was very impressed that of how complete of an experience it was. Uh, there's, the... there's there were definitely bugs, but it was very very well made so far. With not. Like as you said, being an experienced mobile player, did you, how how was it to pick up? How did you find yourself taking to the? If I did not have Ryan, I would have played one round and stopped because again, <laughs> the UI is so terrible that literally, like nothing is readable. There's just numbers and bars on the screen and all these different colors and the map is there in the bottom corner. It's just all condensed. There's like it it's horrible. Apparently there's like a, a like a ten minute video that explains everything that you can watch. It's like again, this is closed pre-alpha. This stuff is gonna get improved upon, which is why I'm not like afraid to dig into it because I'm assuming that they know already. Um but like at the same time yes just like looking at it it's just a wall of of blue yellow purple and green or whatever and like as long as you have in your brain like ah yes i will use the healing ability on the friend that does not have a lot of health (laughs) you will probably win because you're not stupid is that how healing abilities in games work i'm not you'd be surprised certainly not in gundam you'd be oh yes of course (laughs) (laughs) uh and and yeah, I don't know. It's it's like as long as as long as you're not an idiot, like you can kind of read the context clues. Like I, I like like I said, I've never played a mobile before, and I just like I played a tank. I think his name was literally Mage Tank, and I just stuck like glued to someone's back the entire time, buffing them and uh, just like debuffing the guys around them that were the biggest. Because wouldn't you know it, they do the most damage, and then we won. And they were like, wow, are you sure you've never played one of these, Brett? That was the easiest win we've had so far. I was like, I pressed the W key. Good job. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know when the next test for it is. I I, I've lit- I haven't even looked at the website for it. I just received the code and I played for, for one sitting for a couple hours in one night. <laughs> but I would recommend it uh, just to look at because it's always nice to see an indie game be this actually good to, to make me be like, wow, this game mode that I hate was fun. I think I'd like to put you through that again together when this is open. All right. Yeah, that sounds pretty I'll, fun. I'll take it. Yeah. You're going to make me return to my 10 years of League of Legends. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Hey, if, I, if it's not any players, I'm in fully. <laughs> I'm down for the competitive PvE. Um, yeah, that sounds like a good time. You got a game, Wyatt? I do. Um, game, I, I've already so... I've already mentioned that I've played this, and if I had known what this week's topic was going to be, I would have saved it as like a surprise uh, oh. for for the episode. But regardless, um, so for the past week, uh, I was in New York visiting a friend, and I went to go see a concert, and it was great. 
don't worry, this is all related. Um, but because of where I work, uh, my feet are screwed up and they hurt constantly because I'm constantly walking around and we're not allowed to sit unless we're on break. So that's fun. Um, so we weren't, there was a lot of downtime and times where we weren't like able to really go out because my feet hurt so bad. So as a, as a way to, to rest in between our little activities, uh, he decided to sit me down in front of his computer and play Elden Ring and so be relaxing. my like, and be my like Elden Ring coach and just be like, you're... all right, don't worry. We're, we're, I'm going to get you through this. Was he your... Boy, did I need it. <laughs> Was he your Elden Ring leader? Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> appropriate um so so for context i've played about 10 or 11 hours uh because that's how much time we were able to scavenge up in between the, the week and uh, i'm not going to be able to remember the names of anything so I'm going to try okay. and lazily describe them, and so hopefully the two people who have played Elden Ring know the, what I'm talking about. The things in there look pretty distinct. I think I think it'll be right. Uh, so I played. What's that? What's the first class? Like the the very basic one that you start off, or role that you start off with. So it's uh, just like a knight or something. Knight. Some, some vagrant, maybe. What or did whatever. your armor set big... look like? Yeah, they had like the blue cloth uh, had, and the just random plates. It was like everywhere. white. It was like white cloth with kind of like plate looking armor. It was like that that first roll, whatever, whichever roll is the first one that you pick when you start the game. That's that's the one I picked. Probably just a knight or something. Knight Did you have something. any magic at all? Or no, no. Yeah, it's just okay. Cool knight. I was a knight. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and if you had so a shield, yeah, for... you were a knight. It gets more confusing. Yes, I did have shoot. <laughs> okay. <good>. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So, so yeah, I played about ten. Oh, but did you have a helmet? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Did your character have a limp? <laughs> How many eyes did your character? <laughs> Why this is an interrogation? Uh, she, she did have a pink uh, eye patch. For what it's worth, I don't know if that helps you at all. <laughs> that was a joke. She was an abomination, but I loved her. Um, so again, I played about 10, 11 hours, and I it was right before I'd gotten to the Storm Coast. For, that's how far I got in like the critical path, right? Mm. Um, so I did a bunch of side content to kind of like make sure I was leveled up for each like critical path part. Um, my my feelings on it are complicated because like breaking it down, did I have fun? Yes. I think the game is very well made. I think it's a very pretty game. I think the build diversity is nuts and insane. And you can make some truly insane stuff with it. Like just the stuff that my friend was describing to me while I was playing it and trying to picture it in my head with the context of having played the game. It was crazy. And then some of the stuff that he had shown me on his own various uh, playthroughs was really cool. Um, I... I... Uh, what else was I gonna say? Um, a lot of the a lot of the quests were neat, and and just had some weird kooky stuff in them, and I like quests that are totally optional but just weird as hell. <laughs> I yep, like that a lot. Yep. I, like I enjoy them. the one where you bring the man shrimp for his soup. I did not play that one, although I did get Alexander out of his out of his hole, so I did I Good. did get there. I played a quest where. 
this uh, wolf guy was hiding from something, and he was like, oh, go fight these wolves in this cave. Um, and then you get, like, an emote or something, or, or something like that. Oh, God, maybe I'm confusing. Yeah, you, dungeons, no, but... you got him, because then he'll, he'll start to so close for you. Yes. Right. Um, I played... Game. I played a couple of the the bosses where there's like the the little stone snakes with the eyes on them. Oh no! The Ever jails, yeah. Ever jails. Thank you. I did a couple of those. Um, I I liked all the little bits of lore that Jess would would uh, my friend Jess would tell me as we were playing. So he didn't like spoil specific parts of the game or anything for it's me. It's really was... hard to spoil a game like all it's this yeah. Stuff. But it, it was never like oh there's a guy behind this corner or something. Oh yeah. He, yeah. he didn't do that. It was a lot of like tips on spacing and like when i should light and heavy attack and and just like combat technique stuff and he was also there just for like good moral support you know because sometimes you it's good to just, sometimes yeah. it's good to have a buddy it's good to have a buddy gassy up while you're playing you know um it's like i say never play multiplayer games alone you you will go into a pit of despair right yeah it does happen um i played a quest whatever castle you go to to get the claymore which was by far my favorite weapon that I got throughout the entire game because the ah uh, he is a slaps. souls player he is a <laughs> souls player after all we've hooked him in yeah, so long <laughs> just wait till you get this Y hander there it is <laughs> um I also got the wolves the the wolves spirit and they were my my beautiful beautiful boys and I loved them and they uh really got me out of some tough spots let me, let me tell some you. jams um, they're very good yeah did a couple of mines um. I did uh, a couple of like boss fights here and there. Fought a couple of trolls. Very good, you know. Like I never doubted, even before playing out, I never doubted that it was a bad game because from everything that I had heard, heard on just doubted whether or not you would enjoy it. Exactly. It's very, it's antithetical to the games you usually like to play. So yes, and I'm... it's never like oh, this is objectively bad. It's more this just doesn't seem like my thing. I'm um, very pleasantly after... surprised that the butt hasn't come yet. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> there will be one. I mean, yeah, I'm just so happy to see you say so, many, so much positive stuff that you liked about it. No, it's a really good game. I had fun playing it. But. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> one thing I asked myself is, would I play this game on my own without my friend Jess right next to me kind of coaching me through things? And the answer that I eventually came to was No. For a couple of reasons. One, again, it's nice to have a friend gas you up while you're playing, especially with a game that can be kind of punishing at times. It's nice to just have some good moral support. And the other thing is, and I've talked about this with Souls games before in the way that they do story, but it is a form of storytelling that is very interesting where you have to like find, you kind of have to find the plot and find the lore for yourself, and it's not really explained to you. You have to kind of put in the work. I think that's a very interesting form of storytelling that does not interest me in any way, <laughs> right? And so it's nice to have someone to just talk to, and because like there'd be plenty of times where I'm just playing and we're talking about other things. It's nice to just have that person there that can maybe tell you some cool lore stuff or just talk about whatever while you're playing because you're not talking to anyone in game. And I kind of bounce off of any game where it's very isolating and it's just kind of you. There's not a lot of people to talk to. There's not a lot of like story driving you forward that isn't just told to you. And that's just the way I like to play games. And so because Elden Ring doesn't have a whole lot of that, it was nice to have someone else to talk to and just chat with while I was playing. That could also 
help me out with stuff. So uh, I feel like I kind of need Jess or someone adjacent there you know, to like well, just play through with me to like I kind of keep me engaged. You know, it would be an interesting DLC or or or, or add on for the game because we had because George R. R. Martin was writing lore for this. Mm -hmm. What if you had an audiobook accessory that upon doing certain things it, it had like little paragraphs or a narrator stuff that... yeah oh, <laughs> it's the wrong yeah, game <laughs> it's the wrong game for that i think <laughs> i would like a, de a developer commentary or something would be cool as that an optional cool. mode like you beat yeah. the game and you unlock the dev commentary playthrough or something that'd be a fun like second playthrough unlock yes. i think it would maybe detract from the atmosphere a little bit <laughs> if you're playing elden ring and all of a sudden you fight a boss and then some some person starts speaking and it's just like godric not during <laughs> Not not during it. I'm talking about after the fact. If there's like a quiet moment, but there, that's not really the case of yeah. how the game is designed. Yeah, I just don't want to feel like I'm going through like a like a self guided museum tour where you like plug <laughs> the headphones in and get the the auto robot voice explaining to you about the historical oh. event. Oh, I was jazzed when they put the the Assassin's Creed thing. I just oh played, well, those like, are the, no, the separate modes. If it's separate mode, I'm okay with it. If it's a default, I'd be a little bit iffy. Yeah. But if it's yeah. a, a thing that you can choose, that'd be fun. Yeah. So no, I had a lot of fun with the game. I just feel like without my guide, without my coach, I feel like I just would have a significantly less fun. And also, if I were to play it again, like buy a copy for myself, I'd have to do all the same content that I just did again. And that just doesn't... I don't want to go through that again. You're not a I, fan I, of replaying games? I, I've talked about this before. If I have to redo something over and over and over again... Like in a, in in kind of like a single player context, I get. I don't know. It doesn't. Which is why you like roguelite so much. Roguelite that's different. That's different. I knew you were gonna say that. Only a little it's bit. Different. <laughs> it's different. Hey, just play but... with a different build. It'll feel completely different. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I, you're no, making I... me want to to get it for PC and boot up some mods. Because man, I want to oh, try oh. a mod that lets you summon your summons everywhere and just play a summon build. The so, new patch just came out, so. I know. So, which which is what fun. I played. I played I played like a couple of hours before the patch, and then I played most of my hours like post patch, and uh, didn't notice a difference. But well, yeah, it's, a lot it's, of it they did related, a like, PVE so. balancing pass of like now they can balance spells separately for PVE and PVP, which is amazing. Nice. Yes, a, a video game of mostly single player content has figured out how to split single player and multiplayer balancing for everything so in a shorter spells no longer need to be completely useless exactly yeah they did that and then all of them almost all of them got buffed like crazy immediately after that got yeah released. yeah oh bungie oh i would i would oh, say that bungie. my that my heart has opened up a little bit to uh to souls likes and to from soft games I think I'm. I, I've taken one step closer to them, but I wouldn't say that I'm like clambering for to play Dark Souls three or Bloodborne. Well, hey, you just would got you, four more Elden willing... Rings until we can have would the Elden you... Olympics. So would you? <laughs> uh, Wyatt, would you be willing to play through Tunic again, but with either Brett or I over your shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. The real test. Maybe. I still have I Tunic know. installed. Need to finish it. I haven't gotten yeah, so much that's... further in it. And to be clear too, for, for pages my, uh, of the manual left. And to be and to be clear too, my friend has also been like, dude, if you literally just 
stream the game via Discord. I'll be doing other things. He's a writer, so it's like, I'll just be doing other things. I'll have your stream open on my laptop, and I'll just, we can just keep doing this, like, <laughs> I'll just coach you through I'm, it, you like, know? I'm down. Sounds fun. Yeah. Good time. Hey, that's just a good excuse to hang out. Hey, maybe, uh, yeah. maybe I'll see the game on a deep, deep sale someday. I'll like, ah, whatever. I, <laughs> I am glad that you gave it a shot. Yeah. Because that's that's the important thing. Yep. And, and, I and I'm glad you didn't now, hate it. Yes, no, I, I did not. I did not. No, I because again, I was always like, this is probably I probably won't play it, but this is a very good game. Now, having played, it, I was like, yes, this I can confirm. Very good video game. <laughs> All right. All right. Never play Mortal Shell. <laughs> you gonna learn to hate yourself? That's how... all right. No, I just have destiny. I don't have to pay any money to hate myself. I can just play that. See, the funny, I was holding myself back. The way you you were talking about the so, I, and I decided not to talk about it because you're saying you didn't like how you know all the lore was hidden behind items. I, if you did say, I was gonna come right in with the oh, so why don't you like it when Destiny does it? Well, because Destiny does it poorly. That's the difference. Destiny's got too much going on. I See, I, I love Destiny lore when someone tells me the Destiny lore. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I try to figure See, it out. In fact, like, oh, no. in fact, I did a whole presentation on this in college where you have your, like, straight-up, like, structured story. You have your FromSoft way of telling stories. And then you have this ugly middle ground. And that is exactly where Destiny lies. Non-committal grimoire. It's gotten much better. Worst, worst I will say of, that. The seasonal stories recently have been very good. Better since Great. You. So if I go back in, I'll exactly know what's happening and I won't have to do... You'll know what's happening in the arc that you're playing. To figure it out. In the arc that you're playing. You won't know what's happening in the other stuff until you get to that. But... Hey, at least I understand the pirate story. I get the pirate okay. story. I know what's happening. To understand what's going on up until you play, you don't have to pay anything. There's a little... Unfortunately, yeah, it's still a shitty little thing, but they have a timeline and an explanation of what has happened in every yearly expansion and DLC up until it's like present. like in the game? Yes. Holy crap, we have the technology for that? We've unlocked uh, it. Oh my <laughs> we god. We got a milestone. We got... We got yeah, there, there, we... there is... There is text on the screen. We advanced <laughs> oh the civilization my age. God. <laughs> That's All right. crazy. There is another game I want to talk about because this is actually the game that inspired this conversation about hidden gems. I was browsing the Steam page. I like to look at new indie games that come out. And a little little thing caught my eye because it had the Metroidvania tag. And I like Metroidvanias quite a lot. And then I saw it was one developer. And they were like, oh, he developed this for 14 years. And it's called Ast Libra Revision. This is a game yes. that was in development by one person for 14 years and then got a year of like a professional studio coming in and fixing problems <laughs> better <laughs> before it releases. That's kind of cool. It is one of the strangest things I've ever played because it's very good. This is a game that is very well made, but actively feels out of 2006 because it largely is. <laughs> That's where it started. And then you get progressively more crazy things, and it gets more and more bonkers, and it's got really fun stuff, like you input fighting game moves to use your magic spells, Ooh. which is great. And it, it, it pauses time when you do that, so you're not stressed out about getting the right input. You can try it as many times as you want. But you get fun magic spells, you get cool Metroidvania stuff, there's tons of weapons with unique movesets, there's crazy cool combos you can do. It's really but fun. I never want to feel pressured to do a quarter circle. 
I've the story is before. takes itself way too seriously. <laughs> to what did you say this game like, was called again? Ast Libra. A-S-T-L-I-B-R-A. Revision. It, it came out this week, actually, a few days ago. I played the demo, because I saw this and they, they put a demo up. I played the demo and immediately bought the game right afterwards, because I was so impressed. Oh, wow. It. I was like, oh my god, this is very fun. Um... And yeah, it's very good. The The full game is, is even, I think, a better representation than the demo because you actually have the progression. The demo kind of just starts Ooh. you with everything and goes here, have all the toys and play with them and see if you like it, which Ooh, is a, a good almost, concept for a demo, but it is bonkers. This, this almost looks like... It's it's a little bit more detail. I At first, I, I thought, oh, this kind of looks like... Um, Brett, what was that one Game Pass game that was the... the Deedlet. The, the pixel... Deedlet! Yeah, this reminds me of Deedlet. I love Deedlet so much. I saw this and was like, this kind of reminds me of Deedlet. Better try it. Uh, And yeah, it's been very impressive. It's got a crafting system that is an item in your inventory that you scroll to and use, which opens a book menu, and then you craft from that. You unlock cool things by killing monsters. You get tons of shards. There's like two or three different skill tree adjacent systems that you use to level up your character, uh, which is very fun. And yeah, it's just a good time all around. It looks very strange <laughs> in motion because you can tell a lot of the backgrounds in this game are just pictures overlaid onto each other. Uh, and that look can look very strange. But hey, it works. It gets the point across for a one-person dev team and the bosses and are really one cool. guy. So, so I, I don't begrudge it. And the magic spells Ooh. are very fun. It's just a, a game that was super impressive. And I... I don't know how long this is. It keeps comparing itself to a JRPG where you fight a bunch of gods. I haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm in the point there, where you're exploring a town and you have amnesia, of course. So, of course. There's an achievement in here called Fro- Frog Subjugator. So, I yeah, mean, I, I mean, there's like 80 something achievements that are <laughs> all very <laughs> creepy. Or not creepy, but insane. They, they all read very crazily. Uh, yeah, it's good, but there's a, a lot of weird stuff going on here that I just, I don't know what the scope of this game is, and I don't know that I'm fully ready to find out. I think it's going to be very long. <laughs> That's, yeah, I don't know. But with the the thing that really sold me on this is I'm going to read a Steam review right here, because this is oh, the boy. moment that I was like, this is a game that is special. Uh, the top-rated positive Steam review of this is from someone who's played this game for three hours, and the is titled oh. Proof of Life. This is a titled Steam review <laughs> called Proof of Life. And he's like, oh, I, the story page talked about the game. I'm going to talk about something else. Keizo was developed by a solo Japanese developer, uh, Mr. Keizo, for more than 14 years and an extra 1.5 years of refinement done by a professional team featuring the famous artist and founding member of Vanillaware, which also makes extremely good games. So Vanillaware is a big, Vanillaware is very good. big plus on this. But Mr. Keizo has a daily job and only work on game after he gets back home. It is not easy to develop a video game on your own. 14 years of development is just too long for anyone. However, his love to video games and his will to continue made Keizo come this far. Mr. Keizo has given his all to this game. This game has a subtitle called Proof of Life. As one player commented, it is indeed the proof of life of Mr. Keizo himself. <laughs> respect That's Mr. Keizo awesome. with all my heart. <laughs> invite you all to join this unique journey of returning to the golden age of JRPGs. Reminder, this is a side-scrolling Metroidvania. <laughs> this reads like, does Bruno Mars is gay? That's awesome. 
Oh, it is man. bonkers. The story starts out insane and has not gotten any less insane the more I've gotten into it. Because you just wander the wilderness for eight years not seeing a single other person and then stumble upon a village. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's, let's see where this goes. It's bonkers. I am very curious as to, to how this is going to pan out, but I've had a lot of fun playing it. Playing it. And I think this is going to be fun for very specific people. Those people yes. being myself and probably Brett. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, I have downloaded the demo right now. <laughs> it's Listen, every so often, you know, the torch has to get passed from, from Cave Story to uh, to Dust and Elysian Tale. It has to go somewhere after that. And then it, it, it sounds like Ashley Mr. Kazo's proof of life are... is... <laughs> Yes, Mr. Kato's Proof of Life, torch. also known as Asliba Revision, might be the torch bearer. <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 a, a bonkers thing, because I think looking at this thing, you go, oh, this looks like a Flash game. And yes. Yes, <laughs> and. <laughs> but is that a problem? Salt and right. Sanctuary exists, and that game's great. Yeah. That game also looks like a Flash game. Anyone else got a hidden gem they want to talk about? Um, not quite hidden, but I don't know when else I'm going to talk about it, but I yeah. want to for a little bit, uh, cause I, I started playing and I think I'm like halfway through, uh, Scorn started yesterday, uh -huh. just came out on Game Pass, uh, and it's one of the, one of the weirdest games I have played at least in a while. And not at all in a, in a bad way. I've really, really, really enjoyed it so far. I almost all the reviews I've seen have been negative, or at least like middling, Aww. which is I've just seen like weird. either wildly positive or really negative. It's <laughs> like on the people people will be like, "Ah, yes, I love Resident Evil." However, the combat in this clearly survival horror game is very clunky, and it's like. <laughs> tell me that first part again bud like what <laughs> wait does this have like resident evil inventory type it's stuff? a survival horror game oh uh i thought it was gonna be a shooter like hellsinger so did everyone else. everyone was very confused about this game because they were huh. very coy about it <laughs> until yes. it came out i i Go. Go ahead. i i will inevitably have longer things to say okay so. okay the way it's been described to me which seems to make the most sense from what i've seen is a walking simulator that has some shooting in it. Really? Huh. Is that's how it's been described to me. This feels very it feels like like a I I wouldn't say walking simulator. There there are definitely parts where you're just like walking and taking in the atmosphere for like a while, but it does the it does the good horror game thing where that is that is to build the tension of what's going to happen next. Because uh, there, there's like it. It starts and you're immediately in like the most obtuse puzzle in the game so far, Ooh. and it just expects you to to solve it. And once you do, it's like okay, I am now. I have. I understand the playing field. I have. I have taken the walnut man. I have scooped him out of his walnut, and in the process, chopped his arm off to unlock the big door. And that is exactly what happens. You are not getting any context because that's the first puzzle of the game. So, uh, so I'm going to try play. this. Of course. Would you describe it as point and click logic? You know what? I think I would. I might point still and be click, into this game. Point and click logic in a completely dialogueless first person uh like kind of shooter cuz you do shoot things. 
Um, but I, it's, I was reading up on it a little bit. Uh, apparently, the uh, the dev team is from Serbia, which I did not know about, even oh. though I've I've known of this game for a while. Love seeing uh, this games is... from different places. Exactly. Uh, this is their first game, which is crazy for one that is this like polished. Uh, and even all the way back when it was first getting made in like 2015 or something, oh, wow. the devs were very clear that the feeling that we want people to have is just being dropped into a world where they have no idea what the hell anything is. And as such, that world is its own character. And I think if nice. that is the single thing they strove, that's a word now, to do in this game, they absolutely succeeded. Because mm -hmm. I have no idea what is going on. <laughs> I don't even think I'm going to be told ever. But I like that because it is so weird that I'm going to keep going. Uh, it's It's done so many things that are like that is just like mean spirited from a developer standpoint like i so it's it's it is far more on the uh the survival side of survival horror where like every single shot matters every single health refill thing matters if you you could totally screw yourself by like using up all of them before you get to an encounter and then you're just boned and i don't even know what happens at that point um but uh, so I, I I'm I'm low on ammo, and I just need I need thing thing from gun to shoot creature that will just like bull bull head down horns forward just kill me in one one thrust basically. Oh, wow, how long uh, to beat? Four hours. Really? It's not it's not very long if you're if you know how to like go five hour completionist. My God. It feels like the kind of game that you wouldn't want to be playing for longer than about four or five hours, to be honest. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but so I'm looking for ammo to kill this thing, uh, which is just like a, a semi-normal enemy at this point. So I'm always afraid that I will run into another one on the way to get ammo to kill the one that oh. I already know is there when I don't have one. So I go down this long, narrow hallway. <laughs> and well, at the end of it, I see... I see, ah, yes, ammo refill station. So I grab it, put the funny, weird goop pellets into the flesh gun, and uh, the others get stored in the inventory. Cool, awesome. I turn around and start going down the hallway. Oh, no. One of those things that wasn't there spawned and is running at me. Oh, God, I need to switch weapons, which is like a three-second-long <laughs> animation of me bringing up and switching the front of it. So I go oh. to run back to the corner that was at the other end of the hallway, and another one spawned there, too, oh, because they knew God. that was going to happen. Nice. <laughs> so I'm oh, like, no. okay. Okay, Scorn. And that, you know, it's I know that's happening now, so I switch to the shotgun before that happens and just kill the other one with the ammo I just got. But things like that, where it's just like, you just jerk <laughs> you're just <laughs> such an asshole uh but i i think they're more they're more funny than extremely frustrating but i don't know maybe i have a, a, a different sort of stomach for that kind of thing than a game reviewer number five million does but i don't know that's oh, like, honestly I, I i don't know how much this game is without game pass but like i 40, 40 30 40 yeah just for even though it's so short i'm not even done with it yet but just for the atmosphere nothing else is like it at all it is so weird like i like i, I had like a like a 
it's not a strand type game, but I had a death stranding moment <laughs> where I like I was in a big outside area and I was like, these rocks look amazing. Like, Whoa, because <laughs> the death stranding rocks on the ground look really good because Horizon Engine. Uh, but I don't know, just the like weird biopunk graphical style. If you are in there for some atmosphere, I even 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 if like Alex said, you just want to have a point and click esque time. I think this is this is equally full of nightmare logic and equally obtuse and weird that it's it's just like that except you are in a first person view. Well, this well is a good game to play on Halloween. This might be my yes. on Halloween yeah. game yeah. for sure. It seems like for whenever I look at gameplay promotional whatever for this game, I'm like whatever look that HR Geiger look they're going for, they've absolutely nailed. Oh, yeah. I don't think I want to play in that world for longer than like half an hour because I I just I, I yeah I don't blame you and and like that's not nothing on them because they've clearly nailed what they're going for I just I don't think I could handle it for longer than like half an hour. <laughs> I've got two words for you, baby paste, and that is in the game. <laughs> so whatever you want to think with that information, that is a way that you solve a puzzle in the game. <laughs> And it this is, is uh, it's pretty awesome. This grossest point and click ever. Oh, <laughs> Listen, saying the words baby paste in almost any context is not a good thing to say. <laughs> I know. You know? I know. <laughs> I can't wait for this to download. Oh my god. I want to know what you think of it. It's, it's been pretty, oh, pretty wow. interesting so far. <laughs> wow. All right. Anything else? We've had a good uh, amount of time, though. So if, if there's nothing else, we'll move on to Shadowlands. But if there is, we got some time to talk there, about it. We we've talked about Overwatch two already, but I wanted to bring it up briefly again because it does. A hidden gem. Not a hidden gem, but a game I didn't <laughs> think that like I was like okay, Overwatch two. I'm going to play it for a bit. It's Overwatch, and then be done with it. Um, that hasn't been the case at all. I've had a consistent five stack for like the past week and a half, and we have such a blast playing this game i i'm like so excited whenever we can get everyone together for like a full team and play quite honestly like i love all the new heroes all the new maps are great the new mode is great the way everyone's balanced this time around is fantastic monetization all that garbage sucks sucks and i hate it but if i'm just looking to play a fun hero shooter with four other friends, man, it's such a good time. Like, I, we have played to the wee hours of the morning because we are very, we work really well together. And, like, it just, it plays so well. When everything's clicking, it plays so well. Um, and, like, my, I, I, my interest for it has not waned at all. And I've been playing it, like, fairly consistently recently. I just the way they balance things is great. I think the the uh move from 66 to 5v5 really like freshened everything up and makes it feel kind of like a different game sometimes and goddamn it is a fun video game to play. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well with that, we're at the end of the show. We'll be back next week, but for now it's time for shoutouts. Um
shout out to a <laughs> you spoke. I guess, yeah. Uh, shout out to a a hairstyle that I've been researching for modeling purposes called the fishtail mohawk. Oh, <laughs> okay. One of the strangest shout outs that we've. <laughs> uh, shout surprised. out! Shout out to the uh, the little uh, rock snake things in Elden Ring, which apparently nobody knows what they are. There's like no, no lore associated with them whatsoever, and I find that very fascinating. It's the things that make the ever jailed ever jail, you know? They are horrifying, and they're 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 kind of horrifyingly adorable in their own way, and I just find it so fascinating that there's like. This game that has bits of lore on like every single mechanic and every single blade of grass in the entire world. There's just nothing. There's Wait, nothing about you, these guys whatsoever. You, I find it fascinating. You haven't run into the Indiana Jones ball yet, have you? No, he's far too early for no. the Indiana Jones ball. Yeah, the Indiana Jones ball is a late game. <laughs> that's, At least that's a late, late mid-game. Yeah. No Indiana that Jones That thing's hilarious. What a shame. <laughs> Uh, I'll go ahead and give mine out to the fact that there's an Assassin's Creed game that's like a mainline game that I didn't know existed called Assassin's Creed Rogue. I just didn't know this was a real huh? game. Like, you, didn't, you didn't know it was a thing? I didn't know Rogue was a thing. Oh. <laughs> so I, I found that, and all these Assassin's Creed games were on sale, so I picked it up because it's another pirate Assassin's Creed. But oh. you, play a, you play a guy that is an assassin who turns Templar. Oh. Which is a cool concept. And apparently this was like a sister game to Assassin's Creed 4 or something when yep. it came out, but this was like the last gen game. Um, and 4 was the one that fully developed for the new one. So, weird thing. I just didn't know this existed because I guess they didn't advertise it. But it's a full Whack. Assassin's Creed game in the older style that I haven't played. And that makes me very excited because now I can play an older Assassin's Creed game and ha hopefully have fun. <laughs> the the marketing and release section for its Wikipedia page is the shortest I've ever seen. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> neither Ubisoft or fans really care about. <laughs> it is yeah. not. It is not that. Oh, there's a lot on reception. <laughs> yeah, I'm very huh. curious. I mean, it's a, a fun looking game. All right, Brett. Uh, shout out to my rock, Gundam Evolution. For <laughs> lasting every night, every night, throwing the Ashmore fireball at new people and watching them disintegrate <laughs> in real time. And people still not figuring out what to do about it. Just walk away. Dodging out That's of the way doesn't work? Walk away. I, yeah. It's, it's incredible how good of a strategy walking away is uh, when there's a thing that needs to be walked away from coming at you with no way of shooting you and only a big hammer and like no health it's incredible how easy it is to kill barbados it's That's incredible funny. you can kill uh, barbados with that because oh, well, yeah he can't walk towards you he has to walk away i would no. just just because i get my six sick kicks out of watching barbados die could you send me a few oh, clips of we that? all do <laughs> yeah well it's you see Screw see, Barbados. This isn't the problem anymore. It's the melee Zaku now. Who imagine? <laughs> oh, Tracer, the Tracer of Gundam. Memory. No, he has. He has not Tracer. The little he has twelve hundred. No there's melee two, Zaku. There's two Zaku. That's Zaku oh. ranged. Imagine that, but with 
a big axe that fires projectiles out of it with infinite ammo and no cooldown. An ability that makes you stand still and receive zero damage from anything in the game, and it has 1200 health. I <laughs> I finally, because oh, oh, I've had him. The, the guy that I unlocked a legendary skin for, but not the actual character. Yes. That one. I, I tried him for the first time because I was like, this character literally doesn't seem you have to try to be good as him. And I played one round as him and I was like, for a second, I was like, oh, this ability kind of sucks a little bit. And then I realized it was the same thing as the Gundam Hammer. And then I was like, yeah, you really don't have to try as this character to win because you could just clear the whole other team off the board. And they need to do oh, something about God. it. But other than that, good, good job. Good game. <laughs> very fun. I need to play more of it. I haven't had a lot of time lately, but man, that game is very enjoyable. I'd that... better. I like Suzubi. Suzubi. <laughs> I know, you, you've, you've heard me call that guy up oh, there. Oh, this is Zubi. No, we'll be back next week. In <laughs> Eastern Time with Blackass Pop Mario Choice, as always. Yeah. Let Ask Libra be your proof of life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> God.